Salve, people! Boa, <risos> <risos> Gon. É, Ei. Oh, who, who's that new boy? Who's that new boy? <laughs> new boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you, Bama. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I am a junior with these two at... Uh, you didn't know where we go? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what you said. I want... I want to die. I'm a junior with them at ASU. I'm studying cybersecurity. Yeah, I just want money. That's why I'm doing it. Same, <laughs> Not literally. Yeah, that's yeah. going. I ain't not coming to save no people's lives. <laughs> I came to make money. Yeah. 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 Nah, that's, that's fair. That's Man. fair. All right, we got Bema in the building, you that's know. It's our second guest. Yeah, for real. Who was the first guest? Tommy. Tommy? Tommy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we got a second guest in the building. I feel like this one be a great episode, nah, though. For real, it is. We're going to be our contender. You know what I'm saying? You know you know what's supposed to be on the good guest. Look at that. Yeah. 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 I got to show up. You got to show up a little bit. Tell your shit, man. But how's your guys' week been, man? You go, uh, you go. All right. Uh, my week's had some ups and downs. You know, we were talking about it a little bit before. You know, yeah. you know, not everything in life works out the way that you want it to work out. Especially bro. relationships. Exactly. Uh, we're not gonna jump into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not everything works out. You know the way that you think it will. But you know, yeah. eventually, you find the path mm-hmm. that you you know that you meant to take. But that time that you don't know where you're going. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, my week has been good. It's been good. I celebrated my birthday Wednesday. Well, celebrated is a big word because I didn't really celebrate. It was just my birthday on Wednesday. And um, I started work today. So it was, it was, it's been chill. It's been chill. Uh, nothing too crazy happened for real. So you I just will like, celebrate your birthday. I, I will yeah, this weekend. Yeah, we will, we will, we will. But yeah, it's just it's just been a calm week. Like saying, I can't bro. complain. Everything's just like been flowing. Summer classes, everything. It's just been nice and no hiccups. But what same. about you? Same for me, you know, it's it's liquor rock, you know what I'm saying? Monday I had my classes, you know, work. Work was all right, you know what I'm saying? We're working with the kids, them and that, so everything's fine, you know what I'm saying? Getting to getting to see that side of, you know, how little kids, like, develop and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's fun to see and just looking at these kids like, hmm, what's this dude going to look like when he grows? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I don't know, I just be staring, I was like, damn, what's this kid going to look like when he grows? Like, you know what I'm saying? Not like kids really do look like half-baked human beings. Like, <laughs> no, no, and that's the thing, bro. Gay's so little. Yeah. Like, bro, he looks yeah. so yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, was I really like that? Yeah, I literally, bro. <laughs> no, I'm not like, even saying that like I'm not the same height as I was. Literally. Literally. So, nah, yeah, I'm big. This crazy. Yeah, no, like literally when a kid, like when a baby comes out the womb, it looks all saggy. And, like, yeah. <laughs> and then eventually when that nigga goes outside, it looks a little bit like yeah. the nigga makes it you got to get in the Blue Arizona heat. Break him up a little bit. Break him up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But, but, yeah, uh, man. My week's, my week's been all right, man. It's been great. That's good. Yeah. I just want to jump in and just, um, we could just talk about how we all kind of met. Oh, know, yeah, yeah, definitely. If we remember, because I remember meeting you fall semester. It was during the fashion show. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I met you, but I don't think we really became friends then. Yeah, it was nah. like much later. Like I kept seeing you at events, and then 
I talked to you. I was like, this nigga funny. <laughs> this nigga funny. And I talked to you again. I was like, okay, like, you, you're like, you're a super dope person to talk to. Like, we got deep conversations and shit like that. So, yeah. And then we've just gone from there. Yeah. So, yeah. That was, that. Yeah. It was, like, more so, like, every time we meet at, like, a party, mm-hmm. the conversation got a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. so me and him were outside geeking. <laughs> I was eating like 20 packets of stuff. I was like, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> Man, this nigga's hungry. <laughs> I was getting scared from my, from my pantry. I was like, if this nigga gets access to my food, I'm not going to eat for the rest of my life. Oh, that, that was what's up. But yeah, so I remember me and you, it was um, at um, the Y2K birthday party. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I remember oh, um, we it was um, me, you, Serene, and um, what's his name? Y'all fit? And we're outside. And I remember, like, we were talking, like, oh, what country are you from? What country are you from? You remember? And yeah. You're like, yeah, you're from Ghana and stuff like that. And then y'all was teaching us to roll dice and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so, yeah. so much going on. Like, <laughs> Not literally, bro. So you look like a... When I saw you, I was like, he's a nigga. You know what I mean? Just like somebody like, yeah, yeah he's a nigga. Yeah. And I was like, you had the black tank top with you, yeah. right? I was like, yeah, he's a nigga. I know what's going on. My father, listen, listen. The girls in our friend group always just like, oh, you should dress this way. I tried it and then I got looked like I was from the start. So I'm not I'm not doing this shit again. No, okay, that's actually a oh, fair yeah. assessment because it's like um growing up where I grew up is like not a lot of black people, so a lot of people I came into contact with, their only interpretation of a black person is like what they see on TV, TikTok, yeah. all that shit. So they're trying to get me to dress a certain way. Like me, I'm always in like gym outfits, yeah. like just cozy. So it was like, I, like you said, I tried it. I yeah. Like, like, now nah, I'm going to get a shot walking down yeah, the street. Nah. <laughs> yeah. nah. So it's I was like, crazy. nah, it's, it's not for me. It's not for me. And, you know, I'm going to just stick to what feels comfortable for real. So nah, definitely. I feel like with my style, you know what I'm saying? Monday already or just, I already knew what, you know, I like. You know, I'll go through YouTube or Pinterest or something. I, 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 I say YouTube. TikTok, Pinterest, or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> go through YouTube. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go through, go through YouTube. Like, yeah, nah, nah, I was like, am I here to say it again? It's just a look. It's just a look. Essential tips for the summer. Nigga, look at the top... 10 ways to oh my god. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> I have to go for the summer. Five ways to go. Oh my god. Oh, five ways to go. Now, the worst one I used to search up, it was, uh, what's it called? How to get abs in life. Ten, <laughs> one week or some shit, like five minutes or some shit. You're ready to like super hard. <laughs> hard, 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 hard. <laughs> I had a pool party the week. He's like, yeah. I have to lose weight in one week. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> had me thinking I could change my life, bro. Listen, <laughs> oh, man. Like, you guys wake up. Have you guys ever woken up at like 3 a.m.? You just stare. You're like, I'm going to be buff. Yeah. <laughs> Those 3 a.m. motivations are so nice, You're just like, I want to change my whole life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, push you push do push ups and shit. You put my fight songs and shit. You're like, this is Still hits me sometimes randomly. Like I just because yeah. I naturally just stay up. Um, especially now, I don't know what the fuck's up with my sleep mm-hmm. schedule, but that shit is fucked. <laughs> so I'm always up to like four, like three, four a.m., and I just start taking laps around the building. Just because I, I, well, sometimes I run or jog. Other times I just walk. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's one thing I've 
come to like enjoy yeah. um, since summer started and there's no one here. Just go out and just take a walk. Yeah, to some and grass. nature. Yeah, like awesome. that's just so calming. Like especially being in my room, like just cooped up all day. Yeah, I just step outside, just take like a little thirty minute, one hour walk, and that should just just refreshes your mind. And I just feel that. Yeah, yeah. So it's been nice. It's been like, nice. And the scenery, the view out here on this campus too, bro. That's facts. Beautiful, man. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah, nigga, y'all literally live in the middle of. <laughs> like if you if you keep walking far enough you're gonna start seeing like actual wildlife <laughs> we literally yeah. wildlife yeah, that's not like a skunk <laughs> yo that's yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. we got a wild boar that just roams the campus yeah <laughs> oh God, what are you gonna be walking around that one and just start chasing you yeah, <laughs> yeah we just <laughs> got that shit <laughs> we just got that shit walking walking around like it's it's calm oh, it's calm man. but um Okay, a topic I want to get into though. Um, I I saw this earlier, and it was a girl. She was on a date, mm-hmm. and it was like she, the waiter that was serving her and her date, like you know, you know, took the order, all that, and she she turned to her date. She was like, "He got a nice voice," but it was like on no weird shit. Just like you know, like when you see someone who's objectively good looking, you guys would be like, "That nigga is handsome." Or some shit. So she just said that to her date. Her date got all pissed and was moody for the rest of the evening. And she was telling that story. And I was just like, bro, like, we can't do, like, platonic compliments anymore. Like, well, so we can't do platonic um, compliments anymore. So I was like, what are you guys' thoughts and point of view on that? Is there such a thing as platonic compliments? Because to me, that shit was just wild. Because I, I be doing that. Like, I, I'm walking down the street. I see someone. I'm like... That nigga is objectively just a handsome man, or that girl is just beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thought I had. That was my first impression. Of <laughs> first impression of Bella right here. I was like, that nigga is just beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, you want to start? Um, yeah. Um, I'll say like, you know, it's it depends. You know, sometimes niggas they they got like they so it it just depends on. You got to know what type of person you're talking to is, you know what I'm mm. saying? Some people are very sensitive with information like that. So they get a little, they get feeling a little, they be tripping a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so if if you know whoever you're probably like having conversation with or talking to is like, let's say nonchalant, you know you can say something like yeah. that. If you if you know that, um, what's it called, the person that you're talking to is a little sensitive, you know, you can always hold back on some information. Yeah, yeah. You say okay, that's fair. But let's say, let's, okay, let's just give her the benefit of the doubt that she didn't know the type of person that he was when it came to that type yeah, of thing. it was like a first date type shit. Yeah, I would definitely say that she's not the wrong because she, there was no intent mm-hmm. on that, uh, on her saying that. She just said, it's like saying, seeing somebody with like very like blue eyes and you're on a date like, oh my gosh, she has... Beautiful blue eyes. Yeah. It's not crazy. Like, yeah, you two, you look at me like, yeah, damn, that nigga got some nice blue eyes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. shit like that. So I don't think, like, I feel like, yeah, he just tripping for real. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? That's that's some weak ass stuff. <laughs> if you're a real man, you shouldn't be insecure about something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah, that's Fair my point there. What about I you? mean, yeah, there's, people have to realize that there's a difference between an observation and fascination versus, exactly. like, actual attraction and me being like, oh, I'm about to go fuck with that girl because I noticed something. Sometimes you just see a girl or like, let's say I'm with a girl. I see another girl 
and their butt is just abnormally big. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, yo, look at that. You're like, like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what, what the hell? Like, is that, is that the BBL? Is that natural? You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? But like, some people can see that and then like, take it the wrong way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, I and it's you. just out of insecurity. That's literally exactly. the whole, the whole thing. Like, it's, you're just insecure about how you are with that person, the relationship that you guys have. That, should spark a different conversation. Why are you so insecure? Mm-hmm. Why make you feel insecure? And, that, mm-hmm. and that's the thing about it. When you start asking them niggas those questions, now they start to be like, oh, yeah. why are you asking me if I'm insecure? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They get a little protective. Yeah. So that's the thing about it, man. It's, it's a very, like, it's a loophole. It's like, yeah. that shit just gets <laughs> game. You can never win, you literally, win. bro. Nah, but it's like, when I was also, when I saw that video, it's like, the comments were saying, like, it was just a lot of guys in the comments and they were like, oh, you know, like, a voice is, like, a guy's voice is, like, one of, like, the biggest, like, you know, turn-ons for girls. So it was like, she's, like, um, just blatantly flirting in front of her. And I was just like, that shit is crazy. Like, how do you even get to that conclusion yeah, off, off of that? Like, all she did was point out, like, a fact. I mean, I don't know if it's a fact, but to her, it yeah. seemed like it was just, like, just an observation. Like, like you said with the blue-eyed thing, like, they just got a nice voice. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no big deal about it. Yeah. So. She, but, maybe, the, maybe the nigga even had like a accent or something. That's why she was like, oh, he got an accent. You know what I'm saying? Something mm, like that. Mm, yeah, that's yeah, fine. I've, I've gotten the whole accent shit. And <laughs> <laughs> this, remember, this man almost fought me in college because his girl. Um, so I, it was like, I have a slight accent. Some people have noticed. But it's like, I was just talking to them. Like, this was, I was still working at Mercedes at the time. And so the lady, like, she heard my voice. And then she was like, ooh, like, where's that from? So she started asking me questions and shit, like where I'm from, like like how I got here. She started asking me about, and then like her man's like, bro, let's go. And she was like, no, we're having a great conversation, like blah, blah. And I I was like, yo, like you can go. I still got to get back to work myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because that, that man was huge. Like I wanted no problems mm-hmm. with that man. So it was like, and then she just kept on having conversation. And then like she was walking away, like her man finally came back and he, he was like, pulling her away and then she was just like he just has such a cool voice and that man he just glared at me as he was leading her off and i was like bruh first of all i don't understand why niggas be blaming other niggas (laughs) especially in situations where it's just like where your girl folded yeah like you technically you even stated it obviously (laughs) that you weren't even trying to I know. Right. I was working. So, yeah. Quite <laughs> literally, this, man, this man's job is to communicate. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like, we as a group have to, first of all, stop basing our, <laughs> our relationship knowledge off of social media. Because it got, it got bro, so insecure. So insecure. It literally breeds insecurity because <laughs> you're, you're reading other people's stories and, and comparing yourself to them and being like, oh, my girl walks with a limp. That means maybe <laughs> she's doing this too. You know what I mean? No, nigga. You're just gonna, you're just gonna got a deformity in her leg. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? No, that's just crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, it, it's, it's that. It's that same fact. We compare ourselves too much. I, someone said something. They said that humans were never supposed to be able to see and communicate with as many people as we do mm. through social media. Yeah, it's that's cool, right. but it's driving us insane because there's so many ideas popping around and different mindsets that mm. now it's kind of hard to even figure out what I am, who I am, mm-hmm. where I actually stand. You know what I'm saying? No, that's like... 
And the worst part is when people then base their personalities off of TikTok. No. Mm, oh my man. gosh. They get them yeah. that base their personalities off yeah. of TikTok. No, I still, oh. I still don't understand like the rocks and chakras and shit like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like the moon rock shit. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Bro, know. Don't let it get them. See this one. They're going to be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, at this point, I feel like I've made that pretty clear. They're going to be so. like, he's such a Gemini. <laughs> 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 That's some shit I don't know. It's like, well, jokes on you. I'm a Leo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. No, nah, nah, it'd be the worst ones when they base you entirely off your zodiac. Somewhere. Yeah, they bro. They'd be like, oh, you, um, you're a fucking Libra or some shit. Oh, I can't talk to you because you're... what the hell? Like, yeah. no, nah, you don't understand the amount. Like, I just learned what my sign was like two years ago. No joke. And the amount of people that just absolutely hate Gemini's. Yeah. Like yeah, I've heard even, that even at lot, the man. party we were at, like last week, like mm-hmm. she was like she was also a Gemini, but she was like, nah, I can't fuck with Gemini men. I was like, damn, like what like, the fuck, man? <laughs> like <laughs> what did I do? She like no I was like, no sense, like, I'm just trying, I'm just like, trying to exist. Yeah, out here. it's like saying, oh, you're black, I can't fuck with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, this is space racism. Like, space racism. What the hell? <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just a crazy world that we live in right oh, now. Oh, man, man, for real, man. We're going to adapt. That's crazy. All right. Um, you have something. Yeah, that, that <laughs> little something you can talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to scare too <laughs> <laughs> All right, but no, listen. Real question mm-hmm. for both of you. All Can right. you be in, like, a romantic situation with someone who is still in contact? Mm. And then we'll even take it a step farther after that question. If you're cool with them still being content, you still think like is it okay for them to be friends, like close friends? Like, Hell no. Nah. That's my sure answer. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Why the all right, what's the point of moving on if you're still in contact with your ex? Mm. Close friends for the for the matter of fact. Mm. How does that shit even correlate? Right. That does not make no type of sense. Right. You get what I'm saying, yeah. bro? Out of respect for the, uh, the other individual you're talking to. Right. You should not be talking to your yeah, ex. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If that nigga did not fucking like, f- is not did not save your mom's life when she <laughs> your house was burning the fire, <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. Right. If it didn't, you know what I'm saying, bro? Right. Yeah. If that nigga didn't do nothing significant in your life that's so fucking significant where it's like, I gotta still talk to this man. Like maybe saying like he's um, you get what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. He's doing something very significant that affects your life in some type of way. You know what I'm saying? Then, why the hell are you still talking? That is clear. It's facts. You know what I'm saying? That you still got feelings for that nigga. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's no there's no reason why y'all would have stopped talking, that y'all would still be talking. You know what I'm saying? If there wasn't feelings there. Right. He's an ex for a reason. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So these, the get-ems, the get-em be tweaking out here, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what type of the Lulu land they're living in, but that shit is crazy. I'm sorry, <laughs> Yeah, man, that's my thing. Man. How about you? Um, for me, I'm going the opposite. Of Toby. I really don't care. You don't care. Sure, I, I really don't care. I care, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here's my reasoning, though, is because I have been in a similar situation myself. Not not necessarily an ex, but it's just like someone I used to um, be romantically involved with. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like as time went out, we're both just kind of like this shit it's better to just be friends, mm-hmm. you know? And so it, it just happened to, to uh, work out better as being friends. And she's still, like, a pretty um, close person in my life to this day. It's just like, we're just friends. Like, we tried the whole romance thing, and 
it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Like it just mm-hmm. wasn't meant to be. And now we're just friends. And so if I was a if I was on the other end of that, as long as you're not crossing any boundaries, because for me it's easy. Like she lives in Cali, I'm over here. It's just like that's that's just what it is. Like we barely really talk. It's just like every time I hang out, it's just vibes. Like things just pick up. So me personally, I really don't care as long as you do respect to the relationship that you're currently in and not trying to prioritize like that friendship over that and just res- their boundaries you know, exactly. you gotta respect boundaries so as long as that's being respected like i really don't care and then if some shit happens hey like karma will get you back at some exactly. point like you know so i'm not really tripping yeah. over that i i agree with you in, in that context you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah like you know so let's say y'all tried it and it didn't work out you know what I'm saying? y'all want to keep it yeah. you know normal then all right, you know, I fuck with that. It's all cool. But you know what I'm saying? At the same time, I trust you and I don't I don't believe you'll be out here where you let's say one day you mad at me, you go talk to that nigga and then you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do something happen. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. But yeah, what was you trying to say? I was just gonna say I've been on the other end. I'm just waiting for some shit to pop up. Yeah, <laughs> playing the long game. But yeah, definitely. I feel like it, it depends on it depends on the content, it depends on what type of history they have. If it's, if it's a nigga, like, she just got out of a relationship with, and they've been, like, you know what I'm saying, together, and it's not, like, it's not a type of thing that always oh, started from friendship, and y'all wanted to give it a try, but didn't work, so y'all stay friends, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If it's just, you was you was at a party, you met this man, whoop-de-whoop, and y'all was talking, y'all, y'all dated, you, he's your ex now, whoop-de-whoop, now you start talking to me, and you still close friends with him. Like, you know, you get what I'm yeah, saying? So At that point, it's very iffy. There's different levels. There's different levels to it. They're saying if it was something just like, like uh, when you when you test the waters, you put your foot in the water rather mm-hmm. than so you were like fully submerged. In yeah, that exactly. Relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense too. And then you also have to factor in how did the relationship end? That's you know I mean? true. Because either way, it doesn't make sense. If like, if like you were in a very long relationship and it ended well, right? Mm-hmm. It's that's a signal that you guys should separate and just keep your you know your good your distance yeah your distance and keep that good energy because yeah. like you guys being around each other knowing that there was that lust like you you necessarily didn't lose what you liked about that person you just lost the status mm-hmm. you know what I mean no, so that's true. it's kind of hard for me to really sympathize with someone being like oh we can just be friends nigga <laughs> no you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. there's always there's always that thing at the back of your mind you always remember what you mm-hmm. did with that person how they made you feel why you loved them in the first place exactly. and it's kind of like you're putting that other person who's been in that and who's who you're currently talking to mm-hmm. in a weird position because not only are you trying to build something with them you're conversing about someone else who has nothing to do Ooh. with them you're comparing them to that person you're, you're making all these things if they're your ex that means they're they're a past thought they have mm-hmm. to be they have to have been an experience and uh, a good or bad one, and you apply it to your life, and you move on. It's yeah. not that you keep going back and you keep revisiting these past chapters. Imagine if people in college kept going back to preschool to do dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. You don't do that. Yeah, that's in no, the past. You know no, what that I mean? makes sense. That makes so, sense. So yeah, I mean that's just my, mm-hmm. I guess, my like how I how I conceive that kind of stuff. No matter what, it kind of just falls under that umbrella. That hey, it's in the past. You need to. But like you said, if they ain't saved the world fighting <laughs> the Avengers, yeah. if they ain't nah, resuscitating nah. you back to life, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force them to be like I'm not gonna bring that person along my 
Yeah, it's yeah, not, I got you. It's not correct. No, that makes um, sense. Um, I I agree with um what you're saying, as in like especially like the whole comparing and contrasting mm-hmm. part, where it's like if it's still fresh and you know you're not like well past your ex. I think it's unfair to the person you're talking to to try to continue that relationship. Exactly. Because if you still have, like, if if even the thought of comparisons between the two of them pops up in your head, you should just dead whichever person you're currently talking to and just deal with whatever you got to deal with. Which is why I'm not a big fan of people who get out of relationships and then they're trying to hop back into another one. Exactly. Like, bro, let yourself heal. Like, go through those emotions, go through those, like, everything you just got to deal with before you include someone else into that whole equation. Because at the end of the day, you're just going to end up hurting an innocent person just because you don't want to, you know, deal with the shit you had going on. So And you see that shit a lot today, man. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, they stop talking to nigga, right? If you get into a new relationship, that nigga hit her back, I miss you. She fold. Immediately. Immediately, bruh. You know what I'm saying? So. Those feelings are not gone whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Okay, maybe just a little bit. But then as soon as he gives her some type of attention again, she she's reeled back into it. And some guys be manipulative as fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they will manipulate that, the hell out of this. I don't know how strong people had groups of other people. Like, okay, being fair, relationships are very power-based. Not one person. It's never really. Mm-hmm. One of them is gonna have like that one. I was, like I was yeah. One probably likes one more than, more the, than other. the other, right? Yeah, and that's how they're always established. It's just kind of like it's never fifty-fifty. Yeah, and, and a very rarely fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that happens and it, there's a breakup, there's a separation. There's always one that's longing for the other more, right? Mm-hmm. And that that one who has that power, if it's like I said, an unbalanced relationship. They can always summon them back to them for at least a, a, a period of time before yeah. the kind of wakes up. You know what I mean? But like, there's always that weird dynamic, and I realize that. And you can tell which who had the power in the relationship. Mm, that is when, also when very when true. When the breakup happens, you always see the one who had more of the power, the more relaxed, the more chill. Yeah. Like, hey, it is what it is. Life is just gonna move on. The other person is devastated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's devastated. It's scary. Right? It's so devastated. It's so. It's so crazy. Yeah. But like just understanding that you, it, you it changes like, your mindset yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just you just don't really trust the person who's in that weaker spot because mm-hmm. like you said, it's just a call, it's just a text and they're gone. That's facts, that's fact. And also okay, just to pose a question to you guys. Do you guys think that everyone who hits that it is what it is, like, you know, life moves on type shit after a relationship? Cause sometimes it is an act. Like, yeah. they're going to say that to you and then go back to the room and just ball their eyes out listening yeah. to SZA for seven hours. shaking it. Yeah, Summer Walker type shit. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely it's definitely an act. I've even done it too. Yeah, I ain't gonna care. I'm all good. You know what I mean? Talking to my friends on the game. I take my headphones off and I lay in my bed. I'm saying. Tears streaking. I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? and it's always the silent 
cries that yeah. always hit the most. It's like the ones where you're trying to make sure no one else hears yeah. you. <laughs> no, they'd be like, yeah, are you okay? But you smile, you like, yeah, everything's up with your eyes red and shit. You know what I'm saying? What was that thing like? Oh my gosh, man. No, yeah, like, definitely, like, bro. Like, I mean, yeah. some people just don't let their emotions hit and it prolongs the healing yeah. process. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm, no, that's like, right. It's just like, bro, if you just rip the band-aid off, you let a little air hit that wound. Yeah, exactly, bro. Break, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So, like, you just let it happen. I remember, all right, listen, embarrassing story. <laughs> <laughs> I had, uh, like, in high school, it was like my sophomore and freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend through Discord. It's like, um, like one of those, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my ass. And, like, she went and cheated on me with my friend by, <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean, flirting with him on the low, on Discord. Just, yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. But that was like the first interaction. That was like the first time, like someone, because I lived in the predominantly white area, mm-hmm. so that was the first time like someone was giving me attention. So I was just like, I was really fucking with it. I was just yeah. like, it's my first love. <laughs> so when that hit, it was both the tragedy of my friend doing this to me. And the girl doing this to me mm. at the same time. And, bro, the way I just let my emotions hit, I, I wasn't strong enough to hold it back. I running. Why would they do this? Oh, God. I'm like, you know what you do? You do look at this guy. And then I remember I had literally just finished crying. And my sister opens the door. And she's like, hey, mammy out. And I was like, I couldn't even like hold it back because I was already, I'm the youngest. I was already a crybaby. You know what I mean? So like this happening to me, bro, my emotions came out and I was done after like two days. I was like, man, it's happening that shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. No, see, that's the thing, though. Like, I feel like I've, I've always been on the opposite spectrum and of that. So I met you, honestly, because I've always been the person, like you said earlier, is like, just don't deal with the emotions. Yeah. Bury that shit. You know, it'll it'll sort itself out. But then uh, it was, when was the last time? Like, it was when we were at Park Place. We had that super deep conversation. Yeah. Was it yeah, February some, or March? Yeah. It was sometime, uh, like, yeah. mid- yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like just like that group in there. And then you were sharing your um stories and experiences. And I think that was the day that it truly clicked to me like how much um of an impact like you've had in my life. And that was when I was like, bro, I need <laughs> I need this man to stay in my life. Like, <laughs> like and not unlike some weird shit, just like it was my first time being around someone who like to a lot of degrees, like you, we shared the same experiences. Like you, you were saying something. I was like, "Yo, like I be going through the same shit." Mm-hmm. And then it's just you dealt with it in a way healthier fashion <laughs> <laughs> than, I, than I ever have than I ever have handled that situation. And that was like it was that night, like when I left, um, and that was the first time. Like I think we recorded a podcast after that. After that night, I was like, that was the first time I've truly, like, opened up to a group of people. And let alone, like, people I just met within, like, six months. Because I just found it so difficult to open up. But then you 
just talking and just being yourself, I was like, yo, like, there's no shame in it. Like, it's it's okay to do that. And it's it's been great. I'm not going to lie. It's been a great life, you know, just, like, letting shit hit. That shit might hurt like a bitch. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's just, like, you feel a million pounds lighter. Just, like, that shit's just weight lifted you, off your shoulder. Then you can say it is what it is after. Yeah, exactly. You know like, really mean, yeah, the first time saw me go through some shit like that earlier too. Yeah. See, what, once that shit happened, bro, I'm gonna let that shit run through. I'm gonna let that shit run its course. I ain't gonna hold nothing back. You know, no, I'm gonna start crying and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My my eyes gonna turn red a little bit. You okay? I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna talk about it with my friends. I make sure like I have a good support system around me mm-hmm. where I can talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Let that shit run through. Ain't gonna last for more than two days. Right. You know what I'm saying? It will happen. It will hit hard that first time. Second day, it'll start wearing down. Then you can have that conversation to to yourself about the whole shit that happened, how you can move on. You know what I'm saying? Naturally, it's gonna you're gonna heal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like literally, I always make sure I talk about I talk about those things with my close friends that I'm able to. Go through because, like, you know, what I'm saying you need to you need to vent. I feel like yeah. venting is very healthy. It's healthy. You need to vent. You that need to talk to others. Healthy. Like, I mean, you don't just talk to any random person, but you know, <laughs> somebody you, you yeah. trust that's trustworthy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> talk to them about how you feel, and normally, you know, what I'm saying you get that you get like a response, and you're just able to figure out how you can um, healthily go through those emotions. So yeah, yeah man. But like over time, like. You guys kind of highlighted. I realized that mental fortitude is not something that is just built up. It's something that you have to maintain. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Mm-hmm. And you're doing yourself a disservice by not expressing emotions and just letting them out. By harboring them, it keeps like chipping at your your wall, your fortitude exactly. wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why you see some people who are just straight tweakers who just. <laughs> Who, who can't control their emotions anymore because they bothered them up so much that they're just like, yeah, just person. Like, yeah. <laughs> like anything. They're, they're one last thing, one last thing that you think will spaz out. Yeah, serial killers spaz out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Bro, and like, there's, there's these people who they have just irregular responses to like trauma and stuff like that mm-hmm. because their body just can't contain anymore. Like, they just, it's just reacting now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and there's just some people who are like, how can you be so chill about someone? Getting up all in your face and yelling and and someone doing your one of your family members dirty or like you just hear some things like things that should make a man just like mad or just angry in general and it's because I take care of myself I know I know mm-hmm. that exactly. it just doesn't make sense for me to lash out it doesn't make sense for me to do all these things in that sense I can put that bad energy to better use by learning. And never putting myself in that situation again. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I learned. That's how I learned. That's why I don't make the yeah. same dumb mistakes. I yeah. tried like every single every single fuck up that I've had, <laughs> I haven't repeated. Especially in my relationship sense. Oh, I tried that fun. online distance. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. I tried I I let my friends know and what happened? My friends were uh, even the ones who've been closest to me. You know what I mean? They could slip up. Lust is lust. I'm gonna say that mm-hmm. right now. Nah, you know what facts. I mean? And like even if you're like, oh, like, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, he shouldn't have, right? Mm-hmm. But I understand that the, the nigga mind works <laughs> a little differently. Yeah. But like I said, just taking care of yourself, repatching those walls, those holes in the wall mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that some uh, some situation stuff created, now those areas are way stronger. If someone said that to me another time, I'll probably just laugh and keep it pushing because it's just like, <laughs> whatever. 
that's why a lot of racist comments, a lot of these things mm. in this area don't affect me anymore. That's because facts. it's just coming from their hurt place, their their ignorant place sometimes. Yeah. Just yeah. wherever they're coming from. I understand that's not correct. But me yelling at them is not gonna make the situation any better. It's nah. just gonna pay me to be a villain as well. <laughs> so at nah, the end of the day, facts. man, you just gotta take care of yourself. Real, as huh? a man too, because no one else is gonna no one else is gonna bring you flowers yeah, or say <laughs> anything like that. No one's gonna pat you on the back. Nah. But if you find that circle of people, you find your friends, exactly. your that's, family, that stuff. Yeah, mostly the circle of people is important. That's yeah. important. Because imagine cool. you're trying to work on yourself, take care of yourself, but niggas are instigating. Mm-hmm. Those close friends that you're yeah. around be like, nah, you should have done something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They'll start putting stuff in your ears, change your whole. I'm saying, so I, I feel like it's very important to be around the right people because the people who, who you're around is the person you are, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that shit really affects you in a big way. Sometimes you might think that, oh, whatever anybody says, that shit's not going to affect me. Little things like that is going yeah. Yeah. to turn to 180. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nah, so it's that's, I, that's why I'm very like cautious on who I um, have in my um, circle of friends. And mm-hmm. I was also talking to Devon about it, how like, it's right now that I'm such in a good spot, my circle of friends, I feel like, you know, I've, I've, I have it when it comes to my friends. Um, my friends is like, my social barrier like closes in on itself because mm-hmm. now when I go out, it's like I'm not trying to make no friends. I'm not <laughs> trying to do nothing no more. So I, I, I don't be talking to nobody for real. I only talk mm-hmm. to my close friends. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Subconsciously, because subconsciously, you know what I'm saying? It, I'm, I'm held back a little bit because like, oh, I found my friends. I don't need to make any new friends. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing that comes up from that. You know what I'm saying? Now, like you said, Bam, about the whole like racial slurs thing, like, I also grew up in a predominantly white area, so it's just like I remember the first time I was called a nigga. I was like, "That's crazy!" Like I, I thought I thought it was like you know an, a term of endearment, like dude, mm-hmm. like shit like that. And so he called me that, and I was like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, man. He's, up, he's up on me. I was, seventh, I was in seventh grade. Nah. I was in seventh grade, and I didn't I didn't know I didn't know what it meant because like. Growing up in Nigeria, like, ain't nobody out there calling you a nigga. Like, bro, real, like. I, was, I be saying that shit all the time. I didn't know I was black, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I'm telling you. Nah, you know, in Nigeria, they be like, nigga. 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 No, but, like, for real, like, I didn't know any of that, like, in terms of racism. So, it was like, my middle school, it was, like, seventh grade. It was my second day in school. Like, this kid, he was big as shit. You know, rock my shit. Like, that's, that's <laughs> smart. But like, he called me that, and I was like, "Oh, thank you." Like, and that I just, I just remember, I still remember the look on his face because it threw him off so much. Like, he was expecting some violent reaction from me, like to be like, "Oh, what'd you say?" But to me, like unintentionally, I threw him off his game, and uh, like all he had to do, he had to scramble to find like yeah. what's the next hurtful thing to say. Yeah, and so it was like, you know, as. I lived here a bit longer and I started learning about things. I was like I think back on that down, I'm like, I handled that like better than current me would have handled that. Mm-hmm. And like being oblivious in that moment truly helped me. And so it was like whenever I encounter like shit like that, I just kinda like like my first month living in Arizona, I was cussed out like three times. Twice <laughs> by a homeless person. <laughs> so, like a homeless person called me broke because I, I wouldn't give him twenty bucks. What? Uh, yeah, bro. That was my introduction to Arizona. Like it was it was so bad. Like 
I had a 20 and a 5. I usually don't carry cash on me, but I was just coming out. Um, I forgot what store I was in, so I had some chain. So I, op- I opened the 20, and I pulled out the 5. He was like, you're really not going to give me the 20, you broke-ass nigga. And this was a white homeless person. Yeah, nah. So it was like, nah. I could have said so many things. I could have done so many things. But in my head, I was just, what made me feel better was like, as I was walking back to my car, I was like, yeah, I'm going to walk back to my car that has shade. And go back to yeah. the house with the roof <laughs> right. to protect me from this right. sun. So it was like just so stuff like that. I, and how I like started dealing with those things is just like <laughs> I say all the dumb shit I, that I would say that would get me in trouble in my head. Yeah, and that just makes me feel better. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like I don't so, need to yeah. engage in that tomfoolery. Damn, I just used the word tomfoolery. <laughs> <laughs> Now you've been in Arizona too long. <laughs> so I was like, I don't need to engage in like petty, like nonsense like that. And I just move on with my life. And it's just, it's just made um, living in America that much easier, to be honest. 2020 was rough. Like that had, that made me use every single mental strength and fortitude that I had. Every ounce of that I had to use because like people just got bold out of nowhere. Right. From that shit. And you know. We move. We're here. We're doing better than most of them, so can't complain. Definitely. Yeah, for me too, like, a point in my life where I said I needed to use a lot of mental fortitude was um, when I first came here and, um, my, like, when I had to play football in high school because, mm-hmm. bro, you don't know how hard it gets to you when niggas tell you you suck. <laughs> bro, I don't know what it was. Most of these niggas I don't know how to play to. <laughs> bruh that's just it takes a different level of mental strength bruh so being raised the way I was raised and not to not to entertain bullshit like that it's like bruh I'm heated mm. but you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna say I'm like alright bruh you know what I'm saying just, just keep it pushing in 6th grade and I think what helped me in those situations was back in 6th grade too where straight out the boat bruh <laughs> these kids is coming at you but your head bruh you can't say nothing back because your accent, your asking, your accent gonna make it more worse. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what to say to these men, you know what I'm saying? He's like, you booty scratch. He's like, that's why you are a beast. He's like, you are a beast. You are a beast. You are a beast. That's what, like, you know what I'm saying? So just, nobody's there to back you up, bro. You know what I'm saying? So literally, it's like, I had to like literally just, just take them shits from them niggas, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, it was definitely like a, I feel like, and I'm glad it, it happened because it makes me the person who I am today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to go through those things, those tough times. And you know what I'm saying? I went through that early, pretty early when I was like, so I came here when I was 12. So you know what I'm saying? It's getting all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I yeah, I feel like it's disingenuous for me to kind of just chalk up all my knowledge and all my experience just to like me just navigating the world. It was definitely the help of my two siblings, my two sisters, older sisters, and my parents. Because I kind of got both views of the world through them. And then also my friends as well being very accepting. But I had to make mm. and choose my friends very carefully. That's because nice. like you said earlier, the people you surround yourself with uh-huh. are is the type of person you will become in the future. Exactly. And I don't I don't know how some people put themselves in situations where they actually kind of dislike their friend group and they're like, I'm nothing like them. And I'm like, why are you around them? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. No, yeah. These people are there to help cultivate you as a person, right? Yeah. And that's why I have the amazing friends I have, like you two, right? Yeah. Around mm-hmm. in my circle. 
But yeah, I feel like the whole beginning of my life was like me just racking my brain, trying to fit in, trying to become mm-hmm. like like a liked human being. And mm-hmm. I just, I just, it's because I'm a very comparative person. Like I'll see my friend and how everybody reacts to him, and he's tall and he's light skinned and they're like, "Oh, he's so cool." Um, he doesn't seem as angry or like he doesn't have a resting bitch face or I'll see even my friend being, uh, actually let me not name drop, but like actually <laughs> my friend and he's, he's, he looks like me, but just like a little lighter skinned and a little taller. And it's just like, he was more well received as like a person in general mm-hmm. because he just had the right qualities. Right. Mm-hmm. So at me being like me being who I was in, um, before it just really, I really struggled finding out who. I could become or I would become or, or what steps I should take or like how to please people and stuff like that. After a while, I just realized I'm like, I don't need to please anybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just need to make myself available, right? And availability yeah. is what gives you friends. And that's and that's definitely what it is because people get mad and you can't tell me you haven't been mad when someone's like, oh, I can't help you with that. And you're just like, what? What? What do you mean you can't like, help me? At the back of your head, you're like, I want you to say something that's gonna make me feel yeah. better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, then when no. they say no, I'm sorry. I wish I, bro. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's yeah, just yeah, throw yeah. you off. Yeah, but you don't have to make yourself so available that people can walk all over you. Exactly. You make yourself available to be acquainted with, mm-hmm. and then people view you in a different light. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of the people that we go to school with in Tempe um, became my friends only because I had like a short conversation with them that wasn't geared towards a romantic sense or wasn't geared towards like I'm trying to clown on you I'm trying I'm like I'm trying to establish like a dominance or anything like that yeah. it's just genuinely trying to figure out who you are what you like to do if you make a good fit um, if like if I can find and help you establish yourself in the community because that's literally what us black people should be doing exactly. in the first place exactly. you know what I mean? It becomes it becomes a whole different thing when it's the competition and stuff like that when I'm comparing myself I don't do that anymore because I don't see myself in other people anymore. I'm such a different person from them that I can now just separate myself from the mass. Right? Exactly. That's fair. So at the end of the day, that's how I made most of my friends. And I was I made myself available to converse about those deep moments and just made myself available to respond, made myself available to um, grow with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's how we stay friends. That's how you develop those friends. That's, so if anybody is nice. out there struggling right now, especially new people coming into uh, college or even into high school, just make yourself available. Like you said, deal with bullies in a different <laughs> yeah. way than they actually expect that, you to. That should yeah. throw them off. Yeah, so. throw them off. And, like, and I know it's like a corny thing to say, like a Disney Channel ass thing. <laughs> <laughs> with kindness. But nigga, you don't even got to do that. You just you could even just ignore it. Just be it. like, yeah. don't yeah. with it. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if someone's clowning on you and you don't react, they feel so embarrassed because exactly. they're just talking to a wall. You know what I mean? Facts. <laughs> Like the journeys that you know what I'm saying, you have to go in life to become the person that you are today, you know what I'm saying? And the thing is that I still look forward to what else I'm gonna go through, you know what I'm saying? You're not going you can't just cruise through life in easy mode. Ain't that oh, that's not gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? And that's sometimes I get, happen. sometimes I'm, I'm excited, sometimes I'm scared. Because, mm. bro, what's, what's gonna hit me, bro? I hope there's no, no big ass Trump <laughs> shit that gonna hit me. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just shit like that that I just be looking forward to, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So 
I'd be scared about that too. Bro. Yeah, I'd be scared. What's the next, What's next big trauma? Big trauma that's gonna... Exactly, bro. <laughs> Nigga, I'm not ready. For that. <laughs> I'm not ready for none of them, and that's the thing. It's like, like give me you time. Can, you can yeah. never, <laughs> you can never prepare yourself for no, that shit. Really, <laughs> like scares are the worst thing in the world. Like I know you guys have had moments where you think something really bad has happened to someone, and it's just like the sinking feeling mm-hmm. and like the panic, the shit panic of you just trying to figure out what happened. It's like. You just don't even want to feel the aftermath of when you figure out what happens and it's bad. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah, this is how bad. you feel just that's not bad. knowing what happened. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you figured out and it was bad. It, so like that's why that's why I just like you just I just take my my breaths. Like my sister called me today mm-hmm. and she was like bawling her eyes out. It's because I thought something crazy happened, right? Mm-hmm. But like in my head, in the seconds that she was taking to actually like you know when niggas be crying like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in the second that she was trying to um, figure out and spot out what happened. Nigga, my mind was like, the Avengers blew up my house. So like, my, parents <laughs> there, like, my parents are gone. Like, I, I got diagnosed with stage 7 cancer. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. 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 It turns out that her, like, I, I knew this already, but like her car had gotten broken into while she was on her um, birthday trip in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And she was just really stressed out because she'd worked really hard for this car. And it like, you know, when you work really hard for something, you really value it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You don't want people just fucking with it. And lo and behold, these people went and completely dismantled her car and the place that it was at currently. We can't fix it right now, so we're gonna move it elsewhere. She's just like she doesn't know what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like me sitting there and me sympathizing, it's just like I realized just how important support really is. Cause she mm-hmm. couldn't call my parents at that time they were at work. I couldn't call my sister. I sat there, I supported her through her um emotions mm-hmm. through that traumatic time. And she was just able to get up and go about her day, knowing mm-hmm. that she will be fine in the future. Yeah. When you don't have reassurance, nigga, you you realize like the biggest thing is that you won't realize that better days are coming. That's why you mm-hmm. have a lot of people just That's cut facts. themselves off right there. That's you know facts. What I mean? Because That's you facts. they fail a class and their family members are like, why, why, why? You ain't shit. Especially ethnic parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, like, nah, tell me shit. about that shit. Yeah. Man. Like, and then you just feel like your whole life is ruined because you failed one class. That's mm-hmm. not the case, dude. Niggas fail classes and come back like six, seven years. Just keep trying because they know that they'll get it eventually. And that life doesn't stop there. You know what I mean? Nah, yeah. Man, yeah. I wish I knew this shit. Freshman year of college. <laughs> <laughs> I, I messed up just even on like the smallest things, smallest relationships with friends. You say the wrong thing. You say something that they don't enjoy. And you feel like you just ruined your whole life. Nah, That's yeah. not the case. And That's not the case. No, honestly, like you were saying about the whole failing thing. Growing up in a household that was ultra competitive when it came to academics and just like parents requiring perfection damn near for everything. That shit really fucked with me. Like the first time I failed a class, it was calculus. And I felt like the whole world just ended. I felt like judgment day just came because I (laughs) I opened my portal and I saw that fail. I was like, yo, I can't even face my parents right now. Like, my whole world has come to an end. Like, shit is going... I'm dumb. Like, I'm, I am start questioning my own intelligence. And like you said, like, support is so 
it's so much it's so important like to the point where i didn't realize i didn't realize how much i needed it until like this semester in college like i got to a point where i could call my aunt and just talk to her about shit mm-hmm. and like she's still gonna give me like you know the typical african parent yeah. and ethnic parent advice but she's still going to listen and that that was so important like I just needed someone to listen to me rant and just tell you that uh, it's yeah. gonna be okay. You don't gotta say nothing, but just say that it's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. yeah, just that that reassurance that yes, you failed, but you know there's still a tomorrow. You know, like life still moves on. It's all about how you bounce back from that. So because in my head it was like once you fail, that's it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Game over. You just got reset from the last checkpoint. Yeah, and that's a <laughs> trauma that I feel yeah. like African parents just put on Bro, yeah. like, it's so, it's so bad. They don't understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, like, it's not them trying to do us dirty. It's literally just how they understand yeah. the yeah. laws and things. School is the key to happiness because you can get that money and you're mm-hmm. not going to be struggling. The next generation is in, like, you set yourself up and people respect you. Yes. And one thing about Africans is that respect. That respect is huge. You have like they don't like if if they could have so much respect and not a lot of money. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They take that respect. That's why they don't respect a lot of the people who do have money. Nah, a lot facts. of black people like Drake and stuff like that. They don't give. Yeah, they don't they're give. Like, they're like, oh yeah, but look at the way he's presenting himself on stage. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. There's no respect. He doesn't even respect himself. Yeah, why exactly, why should yeah, I respect exactly, him? Yeah. Exactly. Nah, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. it's just like that one big thing. That's why they always want us to have these big name jobs. These mm-hmm. doctors um, become these doctors, become these um cybersecurity people, like engineers and all this yeah. stuff, because these are pioneers in the new world. Yeah. And their names are forever etched in history. And that's what they want for us. But they don't understand that it's a new thing. Yeah, it, it, it the the process of be, of making Getting someone that yeah. person does not need to be that strenuous. You have some people who their whole life is school. And I know that it's okay. Some people are okay with that. Mm-hmm. But nigga, they forget what fun is. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'd I be like, yo. But I, I guess it's okay if they're having fun doing that. But like, mm-hmm. it, it literally reshapes how some people think. Yeah. And like, I, me, myself, like the one thing that's made me this way is that I was never afraid to do things that, I, I, that made me uncomfortable or explore new areas even mm. religion you know you've been in religion for your most most of your whole life yeah. it's kind of like i don't even want to listen to anything else but learning and listening will only make you a better person That's because nice. you know where you want to be and where you don't want to be That's and nice. being open-minded and too. being open-minded hell yeah oh yeah how do y'all how do y'all, how do y'all feel about open-minded bro that's it that's i'm gonna say that that's the number one thing i came when i came to um, arizona for the first time i was like whatever i'm doing i'm gonna be open I'm not gonna do nothing super crazy, you know, yeah, like yeah. drugs or shit. I'm not yeah, gonna, you know what I'm <laughs> but I'm gonna give. I I I've left Indiana, bro. I've lived there. I can choose to how I want. I can I choose to um, what's it called? To how I want to shape my life now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I have a new leaf. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be like I'm gonna go to college and I'm seeing niggas that I saw back in high school. Mm-hmm. Unless you have this That's mentality good. of the type of person I am, mm-hmm. I can renew. I can turn a new leaf. I can do all that. It's a no. blank slate. Hey, literally, exactly. Blank slate, yeah. blank canvas. I can do what I want to do now. And I feel like I, I'm very proud of myself on how I, um, what I chose to do with that. And now I've ha- I ha- I have such a good experience my freshman year in college because of how I chose to, the decisions I ma- chose to make, the friends I chose to be around with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. 
Like I came with that mind of being open minded, and you know what I'm saying. Okay, when I'm open minded doesn't mean I'm gonna be going to fucking parties all the time. Damn time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Try something new, because the whole thing about college experience was always parties, parties, parties. What else can you do with that college experience? You know what I'm saying. And that's how I feel like that's why I'm such in a good spot today. You know what I'm saying because I I was open minded and I'd be like, okay, you know what I'm saying. Let me let me go do this. You know what I'm saying. Let me go do this. Now I've met different people. I have. Made dip, new connections, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, it's it's a blessing for real, man. And to be also to be able to have like good social skills because like you were saying, it's like African parents or sometimes just straight parents in general who is they want the kids only focus on school. Like how how the hell is that nigga gonna grow up and have social social skills yeah. to be able to okay let's mm-hmm. say get that good job. You see, you know the straight kids is like homeschooled, homeschooled, like exactly the parent. It's not like the parents just completely stripping them of their identity, but yeah. by not letting them go out and mess up and, and make Ooh. and meet these bad yeah. people stuff like that, later down the line they will definitely get taken advantage. Of. No, <laughs> like, bro, like, come on, that. like, like, that's, and that's scary, bro. Like, no. bro, like you got to, you they have to make mistakes. Like, uh, okay, kids growing up into you know adults, we have to make mistakes so that we can know what is right and what is wrong. Mm-hmm. So when I look at parents, be like. I'm not dating until you're 18. Bro, what the yeah, hell? Nah. I'm right. sorry. 18 is generous. Eight. I was told I can't date until I get at least one degree. Yeah, no. Bro, they, like, they, yeah, they, you, you get what I'm saying? They, yeah. We have to go through these things. Okay, let's say, okay, I mean, it, it's already going to hurt. You're, you're going to run into a bad person that takes, you know what I'm saying, yeah. advantage yeah. of us, you know, yeah, in the relationship and shit like that. Exactly, but that's, like exactly. That. And you know yeah. what I'm saying? Once you get older, you're able to meet, um, you know what I'm saying? You, you get an, Get, you get to talk to a girl. She's she's the right woman for you. Now you know the right woman for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you... They, they don't understand. Like, one thing that people don't understand is that it's not our job to to strictly protect people and, like, put ourselves in between them and danger. It's our job to warn them and be there for them once the results have... have like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah Because, yeah. first of all, what you... And you don't excessively there's a healthy balance in everything, exactly. right? So let's let's go through the process. He has a bad idea in mind, right? I'm not gonna yell at him. I'm not gonna be like, "You dumb, you're stupid, blah blah blah." Let's say I'm his parent, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna be like that. I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, you're you're a terrible child. Can't believe you even thought of this." What I'm gonna do? What I should do is I should warn him. Be like, "Hey, listen, I don't suggest you do that. It's not smart because a x y and z, right?" Yeah. And then I and I'll be like, "Look." I can tell you, you know what I mean? And like if you're especially if you're being um disobedient and you just don't want to listen to me, yeah. I'll be like, listen, you can do that, but I can't like I can't protect you if you do this. You're gonna have to deal with the consequences. Exactly. Then they do whatever the fuck they want to do, right? That's fair. <laughs> but when they come back, not only did they learn from it, but like they have an experience with it, right? Which yeah. is the biggest thing. Now you can teach them and they'll learn from it, right? And Everybody says ignorance is bliss, but knowledge is power. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, like, having that into your arsenal will completely change the course of how you deal with situations exactly like that and similar to, like, to that. Because it, everything is a, a connected network, right? Yeah. And, and when you build these connections, it brings you into a better human being, right? Uh, but yeah. it's just, like, how you want to use that knowledge. Exactly, because life is trial and error. Mm-hmm. Before you, you make something into... Like things that are made today, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so before they can be put out here and 
everybody is like, oh my gosh, I love this, is because they've gone through trials and errors. Right. You know what I'm saying? So to become a wonderful human being, right. you got to go through trial and error. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's just the thing, man. It's like, you yeah. know what they be saying? They be saying that like, uh, people who are raised attractive, who had money and stuff like that, they're some of the scummiest people, right? Mm-hmm. Because they've had everything handed to them. And then when they don't get it, it's like, it, why are you refusing me my hand? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And look at, look at some of these celebrity kids. You know how they usually turn out weird? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with, uh, just to circle back to your point of like, you know, parent, like being like just that warning system. Of like, I wouldn't do that, but you know, I'm not gonna stop you at the same time. And that, for me personally, that was not how I was raised, and that's the one thing I will definitely change when or if I do decide to have a kid in the future. It's just like because my parents, they were like, I wouldn't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That'd be a dumb decision. And it's just like constantly harping on it, right? And then you kind of build that like you know. You're scared of it, like, and then you also build that resentment because, as a child, you you know you're told not to do something. Obviously, your natural instincts would be like, well, "Why the fuck not?" Yeah. Like, you told me not to do it, so now I want to do it even more. So the more you tell me not to do it, the more I want to do it. Right. And so, like your your approach to it, which was like, I wouldn't do it, and but I'm also not gonna stop you. So when they make that decision and they come back to you, now I'm like your opinion is more respected right. to them. Exactly. So when it comes to a point where, let's say it's something very dangerous mm-hmm. and you're like, you step your foot down, like, don't do this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now they're going to really yeah, take your word. Yeah, because they, they know exactly. that you're not they just... They know that you're, not, you're not just like trying to stop them from having fun. Exactly. Because they have that experience in the back of their minds. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think like, uh, when I first went to college, like back in Cali, it was like, you could tell who was they come to college they're doing everything, everything. I'm like bro you just <laughs> took you just took eight shots and you're doing a line of coke and you yeah, just popped a nah, pill of Xanax nah. like <laughs> I, let's even talk about that well hold on before that like the, the intro of the college experience you know what I'm saying <laughs> but um like I said before reasoning with and like and this is where parents fuck up a lot they realize they think that their kids are just dumb and they're not like smart enough to, mm-hmm. to reason and Make conclusions and stuff like that. So they're gonna be like, no, I'm not gonna explain why. Nigga, just (laughs) sit them down and be like, listen, this is why I'm telling you not to do this. This is what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? This is what happened to me, or this is what I saw happen to my parents. Give examples. After that, you'd be like, hey, listen, but I'm I'm your parent, I love you, and I want you to make your own decision. You you need to be your own person. You can go and do this and then see. And this is, these are like, not every single case is like this. Sometimes if your kid's like, I want to jump down this waterfall. Like, Hold on, nigga. <laughs> Hold on, nigga. No, that nigga just grab that nigga. Like, it's never going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no coming yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. Don't go there. Don't go there. You know what I mean? But after that, the final step is to be ready for them to come back and to be able to comfort them, to help them, stuff like that. Because if you miss any one of those steps in that, um, in that warning sequence that I talked about, they're never gonna learn. Exactly. Because if you don't come and comfort them afterwards, they're gonna be like, ah, see, I didn't even really even need anything. Mm-hmm. I could get over this by myself. I can, I'm gonna go try it again. I'm gonna do it again. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If you build that foundation where they can come back and they can lay their burdens on you, then now they see you as that figure. They see you as yeah. that person that they can yeah. come to and yeah. lay these burdens down. And 
that's what your job is. You're not yes, there to restrict their life. You're not there to um, totally give them uh, a crazy lifestyle or anything like that. <laughs> You're supposed to be there as a support system, as as a guardian, as someone to back them up. You know what I mean? No, and that's where a lot of African parents really lose it sometimes. Some of them yeah. go to work and they come home and they're like, oh, I fed them, I gave them a house to stay at. That's all that's, I need to do. Need exactly. To. And exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it's just, oh, that's, yeah. not, that's not what yeah. it is. I feel like that's how a lot of us It's so raised. It's so much deeper, bro. It's, it's so, so much, much deeper, deeper than that. We're fucking human beings, bro. Yeah. <laughs> human beings, we're complex, mm-hmm. we're complex animals, mm-hmm. bro. You have to train, you have to Go through those you types of things. Nurture, like, you have to nurture, you have to nurture, train, do things like that. You know what I'm saying? Take a day off of work to just spend with your kids. Do exactly. something with your kids. Yeah. Show them. My parents did a very, very good job, and I know because my dad isn't the most emotionally like open person and just like out there like that. Mm-hmm. But he take the time to take us to like places that like other families would be going to, like mm-hmm. um, like Knotsbury Farm. It's like we couldn't afford Disney. Disney World or anything like that at the time, but he's like, you know what we can do? I can take you guys to Notchberry Farm. You know what I mean? And that place had rides and everything. Yeah. And even though my dad was afraid of rides, he got on one with me so I could mm-hmm. actually get on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. those things that I know my dad thinks that I don't even remember are ingrained in the back of my head and That's it's core, it become man. foundational. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like even the bad things that have happened whisk away after a while, but the mm-hmm. good things will stay, stay forever, 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 and become tradition, and that's how we need to, to be moving forward. But, you know what I mean? As long as you, yourself, as a human, are can adapt, then you'll adapt in the right way, hopefully. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, hey, I'm going to be a good dad. Yeah! <laughs> no, 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 especially after this conversation. But that intro to college stuff, Let's uh let's talk about that. Because <laughs> you know, I, I know both y'all came in thinking like, oh shit's sweet, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a little scared, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like yeah, going yeah. in watching these watching these people come in here and start doing these crazy ass drugs and shit. Nah, I'm like, I was like, nigga, how are you still alive? <laughs> nah, bro. Like I, I was watching the I was observing the freshman because I was sort of a freshman since it was my first year here yeah. in Arizona. So it's just I was observing like a lot of the freshmen here, and I was like, "Bro, like you, you sure that's what you want to do?" Like, like Tempe, uh, ooh, Tempe, bro. Like, Tempe freshmen or something else. Oh something my god, bro. Scary, <laughs> yeah, I'd be going to like at the parties. I'm like, "Hey, yo, like yeah, you no, don't think that's mind. enough for you? Like that's that's mad." But no, nah, yeah, I came to college thinking shit was sweet, and because um, I went to a community college first and before I transferred. And I started playing basketball, so it was like that opened a lot more doors for me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Yo, you guys, like this is what college, like this is the college." Because I remember I watched Blue Mountain State. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that show. No, bro, it, it's the most fucked up show. <laughs> no, it's it's just about like um, just a football, a college football team, but it's very much a comedy, like raunchy comedy. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. All the all the college stereotypes is like, oh, it's just played up in that show, and so in my head that was like my, that was what my image of a college athlete was, and so I went to college. I started playing basketball there, and I was like, oh, so they weren't lying, and so I was just seeing like people just like like that example I gave earlier, where it's like you just took eight shots, did a line of coke, and just popped a pill. That was not made up. That was like some shit I saw some girl do. And I was like, how are you alive? She had to get her stomach pumped. 
Like, bro, like it's yeah. Every weekend, every weekend, like that's what I'm saying. Like people who go party every weekend, like bro, I love, I enjoy a good party as much as the next person for the most part. But it's like I need that break. I can't do every fucking weekend. And and I got like a, I got what's it called, Um, a specific type of party I go to. Mm. Gotta be black. (laughs) I'm sorry, but my party gotta be black. (laughs) They're not even letting real niggas into these. Oh, same. School, yeah. Same. School, like, <laughs> school really made them think that, like, I was, like, I heard someone say, I don't know if it was my like my roommate or anybody else, but like, they someone someone black said nigga. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah, we don't say that. Yeah, right? You think you think you're good as fuck? I'm like, whoa. What there, Jamal? Chill out, man. Don't pull out the knife. Over time, the word just is just like. It's my way. But for me, like every like where I was at, everybody was black. Even the white mm. people were that black. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm so it's like I'm so like even you can tell from my lingo the way I yeah. talk, you can definitely see that black in it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. You will never catch me. Hey Connor. You know <laughs> hey Connor. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Being culturally in depth. Black side, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got my, I can switch it from my African side for yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Then I got my black side, but you know, my that shit intermingle. Yeah. So that's why I'm very, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, but so, for yeah. me, it's like, um, especially when I moved, it was just, I was too white for the black kids, mm-hmm. too black for the white kids. Mm-hmm. And then I was just kind of floating right there in the middle, yeah. which is why I was, I'm so happy that I met my friends that I did back in California, like. They truly, like like you were talking about earlier, just being accepting. Like, there's no judgment. It's just kids. Because, like, racism, that whole thing, like, that's something that's taught. No kid is born like, yeah, fuck black people. Like, you know, so it's just like, they just took me in and, you know, I, I shaped a lot of my personality off of them. Just seeing how they move, how they interact with people. And a lot of my social cues that I learned, like, especially interacting with Americans is like I learned that just from observing them mm-hmm. and then that was just that was me but I, I had like the quote-unquote I was talking white you know I didn't know that was a thing till I got to college <laughs> and then like Toby said I came to Arizona thinking like yeah we just gonna keep up the white crowd exactly and then like, <laughs> I keep on telling him when we went to um, the Y2K party. Oh my god! I was the most black people I've ever been around in Bro, my life like, at that point. The most and I was... beautiful black dark skinned woman I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, it's like, like I was. Bro, what did I tell you? I was like, African women are just like the best. Bro, the best, the best, the best. I don't know, like Outside. that. I'm telling that feeling was so. I don't even know how yeah, to explain. You and I had it. Because these are not. Yeah, these are not <laughs> brashic women, bro. You know what I'm saying? Classy, class. dark skinned black African. You get what I'm saying? That's yeah. a different... And it's, it's an abundance. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> no, but that's the thing. I wasn't oh, expecting to see that out here in Arizona. Because exactly. It, it wasn't until I moved here that I actually started having and black friends. Mostly in, mostly in ASU, too. You would not think yeah. ASU got that shit. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? Very niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very niche. Like, I'm so glad I was drawn towards the black community more than any other community, but I feel like I was just tired of seeing white people all the time around my mm-hmm. like around my vicinity and mm-hmm. just not having them accept me. So I was just like, let's do an experiment. Let's see if these people will accept me off the bat. Bro, literally the first week of uh, freshman year, I met my like forever best friend, Brooke, and he was sitting watching basketball, and I sat next to him. I just said, what's up, what's up? And then he's like, we just started talking about the most random shit. I was somewhere like, all right, but like, what if we blew up the hospital? Like, I was like, wait, what are we talking about? And he was just like, I don't know. And again, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, we are not can't say it. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh no, it's like, it's literally like, you see them, even if, like, even if you see them across the street, mm-hmm. something like that, you know, you guys have a shared history mm-hmm. to some certain extent. Mm-hmm. We all are facing the same thing just because we look a certain way. It doesn't matter if we wear suits. It doesn't matter if we're, if we're on the streets, if we wear suits, if, we, if, we have, if we're driving a Bentley or anything like this. The perception, the, the, the view of black people is going to stay the same no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. There's only such few people who can escape, and that's only because they have white features. You know oh, I mean? that's facts. So it's just like I can I can go down the street and I can nod at someone, and they'll they just understand what it means. Yeah, exactly. I'll walk, and it is a thing with black people too. This nod yeah. is different. This yeah, nod, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do the. You know what I'm saying? Do this. What's up, brother? You know what I'm saying? Literally, yeah. Mostly here in Poly Campus too. I'll be the banner. And a black man would just come to me and be like, hey, what's good, my brother? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like all the black people on this campus, oh, even though you've us. never seen them before. Now, nah, it'd be some other ones, maybe like from another campus or something oh, that you yeah. just got class in poly. They will see me and be like, what's up, brother? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, when you're black, it's because of how much of the things that we go through is like, you can, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just got that connection. No, that's Naturally. Like, We're literally saturated with experience, like a whole different experience. Exactly. So you know this man is going through the same struggle. Yeah, of too. course. Of course. He's like, I know he's working hard. He might be standing on the stage giving a 4.0 GPA, but the companies that he's trying to get into are looking at him the same yeah, way. The same way that they're, they're looking not, at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all these other things. Like, you can have so many accolades. You can have so many rewards. You can have so many, like, experiences and, and, and so much to speak on. But because you look a certain way, because your hair is done a certain uh, you have a certain accent, which I want to cut to the cut the shit out. British accent don't mean that you're smart, nigga. Yeah. I've heard a lot of British niggas say some some stupid <laughs> ass shit, and I'm just like, oh, and people be like, oh, he sounds so dignified. He's like, nah, um, nigga. I'm my dog, man. <laughs> no, nigga. I'm my dog. You think? Nah, yeah. I'm saying, what's a nigga say? I'm walking my dog. You mm. think that dog is the classy yeah, nigga? Yeah, nah, nah. If you see a nigga say I'm walking my dog, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You already know that dog. I'm glad I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh it's, my god! That's part of the that's part of the game, man. It's yeah. crazy. That's why I can really just you can just like click with them. Mm-hmm. And like we were just talking about before, I got like sidetracked. <laughs> African woman, oh my god, amazing. Oh, Ethiopia, amazing. amazing. <laughs> Somalia, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Ethiopia yeah. woman got a hold on it. Then they got a choke on it. Ethiopia woman they got a choke on it. Listen, man. I've never met all the East Africans I've ever met because I was I, I was raised around Ghanaian West African. I met some Nigerians too mm-hmm. in the um, at church and stuff. But 
coming to college and meeting East African and all the other Africans. Bro, you know what I I'm was saying? I was like, yo. Oh my <laughs> God gosh, really man. just blessed Africa. Yo. Coming to college is when I really tapped into my African yeah. side for real because yeah. back home it was just like black people. It was not people, not a lot of people from, not a lot of black people from like Africa, yeah. Caribbean, yeah. you know, that type of stuff, Haitian. So, you know what I'm saying? Here, I get to meet that diaspora. You know what I'm saying? I get to see Sudanese people, Ethiopian people, get to see Caribbean people, Haitian people, you know what I'm saying? So, you just, you, you become more knowledgeable. Get less mm, you know mm. what I'm saying, bro. And you're no longer tunnel vision. Exactly, bro. Like, Makes bro. you really open. No, nah, yeah, Makes exactly. You know more, my whole bro. thing was like West Africans, and I came to yeah. ASU. Yeah. <laughs> East Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was like, I was like, hold up. There are options. There are yeah. more flavors. <laughs> I'm saying, bro. <laughs> there are more flavors. I was like, no bro. fucking way. Darker, bro. <laughs> I know. Darker flavor, yeah, bro. No. The berry, the sweeter, the juice. Uh, hey. He, he, he told no lies on that line. But because I was like, yo. Because in my head, like, East Africans, like, all I knew them was from, like, National Geographic. Because I've never actually met one in person. Like, all the Africans I knew back home was, like, Nigerian, Ghanaian, Cameroonian, like Congolese. maybe maybe Congolese, uh, and then I, I saw East African, North African women. I was like, you know East what? A- you know what? You know one thing. I'm you know what? You can East do African, whatever you want to. Me. I like African Latinas. Oh, <laughs> okay, East African like the Latina version of African. I don't know how to explain. They like the Latina Africans. <laughs> We can end it on that show right there. <laughs> Alright, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> I, oh my god. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, I okay, what's with that? What's with that whole craze? Like that whole Latina craze. They be like, they be like, oh, I wanted to date a Latina girl because she was crazy. No matter who she is, if the girl's crazy. You're not gonna have fun. <laughs> like I, I know it's cool to have like someone be like obsessed with you, but when they're really obsessed with you, dog, mm. it's oh, not fun. It's not fun. Yeah. So it's not like fun, people who haven't actually had shit. stalkers, people who haven't actually had people who are like really obsessed with them, they have like this fantastical idea that it's mm-hmm. like it's everything you want. No, yeah. like, you don't want people waiting outside your door for you before like when you open it, just so they can bombard you. When you already having, you're just tired. You just want to go on and do whatever you want. You just want to hang out with your friends. Now it's a problem because you ain't tell them that you're gone and you're over there doing something with your friends. Mm. You don't want that. I'm gonna tell you that right now. You don't (laughs) want that. So stop trying to manifest it. It's crazy. It's just problems. I want him to be obsessed with me, nigga. That's a stalker. (laughs) That that nigga pulling up to your workplace because you ain't respond on time or something like that. Nah, that's mad. 
but I feel like this is a pretty good spot to end the podcast. Yeah, nah. yeah we've been yeah. going on yeah, for a minute. But, saying, you know, it was great vibes. It was great conversations all around. I definitely um, said this was going to be our <laughs> episode yeah. for sure. Yeah, and we'd like to say thank you to the yes, man. Yes, sir. Legend. Batimon. Batia's boy of them all. Batia's boy. The Jamaican's like, what the all right, thank you guys for listening. Okay. Have a great week Take care. or night. Bye. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun. Damn. I see why y'all niggas be up here. Baby, calm down. Calm down. Yo, this your body. He puts in my heart for lockdown. For lockdown. 